Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Leeds Leeds Leeds, which is Leeds Live Leeds United podcast. Um, I, my name's Joe Mewis, I'm the Leeds United editor here at Leeds Live and I'm joined by Beren Cross, digital sports writer. How are you doing Beren? Hello Joe, it's a bit of a tongue twister that wasn't it? It is, it, it is. There's a lot of L's. It is, yeah, I mean we might need to uh, workshop that name but, uh, but that's what we're going with for now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is basically the first, first time we've done this. Um, we're going to be here throughout the summer and into next season basically um, talking to you uh, whenever we need to really about Leeds United. Um, uh, obviously we know they're a club that uh, likes to chuck you plenty of news bones so <laughs> I don't think we'll be uh, short of things to say um, over the summer today um, got plenty to talk about we've got mm. investment we've got some transfer news um, we're also going to have a look at sort of the current state of the Leeds squad and as well I spoke to uh, John Howe who's uh, a Leeds Live contributor um, he does columns for us every Monday which you can read uh, we had a chat sort of looking back at the, uh, the last season so uh, we, we try to be optimistic about that one because that's uh, not always easy to do with Leeds United. That's coming up later, but um, we're going to kick off here, Baron. Um, the the big news at the moment is after a few weeks of speculation, we've um, we, there's a new investor at Leeds United. There is, yeah, it's, it's, it's big news, isn't it? It's, yeah. sort of, it's quite apt that we're sort of kicking off the podcast with uh, with, with such such big news to talk about. So um, we were sort of we were filled in in the earlier part of the week, weren't we? And um, and they've gone live with it on. Um, it's now Thursday morning, so we're recording on Thursday. So, yeah. as and when people people listen to this, so the news came out on Thursday. Um, San Francisco 49ers, so that's the the big brand. It's it's their investment arm. I think it's it's called 49ers right. Enterprises. That's right. So they're going to invest. I mean, they haven't made the figure public, but I mean, a, a safe bet would be say between eight and twelve. Would you say between I think, eight yeah. and twelve million I think, pounds? I think it's, it's a ten million ballpark. Yeah. Um, it's for a ten percent stake in the club. Yeah. So it's, um, it, all things considered, it's a fairly small stake in the club. So there's no risk that they're going to start throwing their weight around and pushing mm. pushing people around at the club. There, they're very much going to have one face on the board. Uh, he's quite an interesting character, isn't he? Parag Marathi. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, um, yeah. He, so he's, he's a bit of digging into his background haven't you Joe that's right yeah so he joins from obviously from the 49ers he's going to take a permanent place on the Leeds board um, interesting character really he's, he's been with the 49ers for 18 years um, he sort of they, they snapped him up um, when he was fairly young fresh out of uh, college he'd um, done, a, done some work with his uh, consultancy company there and impressed the likes yeah. um, Bill Walsh who's um, one of the most legendary coaches the NFL's ever really? seen just Proper, you know, best of the best. Um, <laughs> the he, Alex Ferguson of the NFL, possibly. Although, yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll say the Don Revy, shall we? Yeah. Um, he he seems to take a shine to him during his um, second spell with the 49ers um, and got him to do some work on the draft. Yeah. Now he, he's a he's a real numbers man. Um, that's his background with the, the 49ers. Uh, very big on the on the salary cap, which um, I'm assuming. Obviously, the NFL is getting quite big here. A lot of people know what it is, but just briefly, the salary cap. Every team has a limit on how much they're out to pay their players. Um, yeah. It's in excess of about 160 million, uh, and it's very complicated. Basically, it's, <laughs> that's that's doing it no justice at all. It's um, the way they they structure their contracts. They're all to do with sort of front loading deals, paying yeah. bonuses at certain times, guaranteed money. It's you know you do literally you need to be a very clever person to understand that. So that's sort of one of the big strings to his bow. How he's got himself where he is. He's he's had various positions with the 49ers. Yeah. 
um, running for sort of team president, uh, COO he was for a while. Um, his job titles have moved around a bit. There was, yeah, quite recently as well. Yeah, he, he did get in for a bit of criticism. Um, the, the 49ers, they're, they're sort of coming out of a bit of a poor spell, really. They, they got to the Super Bowl in, in 2012, and uh, after that, they, they, they fell, fell off the map pretty quickly. A lot of squabbling, a bit of power struggles. Yeah. He was the one that sort of survived, him and, him and the, uh, the CEO, Jed York. Jed York's sort of definitely taken a, a step back. Yeah. Um, he's, he's not in the limelight as much anymore. Um, but Parag, he's... He's sort of been the great survivor here, and he's, he's really? reinvented himself to a certain extent. I say a lot of the fans are on his back, but now, um, in the, over the last sort of eighteen months or so, he's negotiated some really good deals with the yeah. team. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was very briefly the highest-paid player in the league, but they, oh, wow. they, the way they structured this contract, it was actually quite a good sort of team-friendly deal. Yeah, yeah. Brought in players like Richard Sherman, um, Colin Kaepernick's a familiar name. He did his contract a while ago, and that again was very team friendly. So, so his stock's quite high then. He's, his stock he's, is he's high at the moment. In, in, yeah, uh, quite a good time for him in his own personal career. That's it. Yeah, um, I think it's just in this March he was um, his job role changed, and it included yes. this president of Forty Nine Enterprises. So what what they do in event uh, essentially is looking at investment opportunities. So they've got some stakes in some sort of technology fitness companies, mm. um, but this is sort of certainly the most high profile. Yeah, um, and then in terms of what it means for Leeds United. Um, I mean, I've got the statement here in front of me. Um, it, it says in there that uh, Leeds United will also benefit from the business expertise of 49 enterprises, including ticketing strategy, sponsorship, commercial opportunities, stadium development, technology, retail, mm. merchandising, and sport development and training. So, I mean, there's a lot there's to go out there. There's much more to it than just money to be spent on new That's signings. It. It's not there's just 10 million quid to, to spend in the transfer window. Yeah. Um, and, and some of these are really interesting. Stadium development, for example, the, the 49ers, they, they moved to their new ground, Levi Stadium. Yeah. Um, that was back in uh, 2014, I think, that opened. And, um, is it, is it quite, quite a striking place, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, um, I mean, it's, it's very near Silicon Valley, is and it? It's, it definitely takes a lead from there. Like, it's the most technologically advanced stadium, or it was when it opened. Um, every year in the NFL now, you're getting bigger and brasher yeah. stadiums. Yeah. Um, but little things like there's there's an app you can download when, when you go to the stadium and it'll um, you can get drinks ordered to your seats. I do love that. You can check the the line yeah. for the toilet, so you you know you don't want to miss any plays, right? Okay, cubicle four is empty. I'm in. It's quite <laughs> Which, exciting um, for Leeds then. Yeah. If, if the fans can consider that as the kind of thing that San Francisco 49ers are into, if you can imagine yeah. that kind of thing, Ellen Road in the next three to five years. Yeah, it's quite exciting like to be the forefront of that. Exactly. I mean, it's you know I, I don't think anyone's going to be bringing beer to your seat at you Ellen no. Road just yet, but. You know they're they're innovative people. You know, yes. they're, they're, and I think Rad Razani is what what he's done by bringing this in. He's he's leveraging all these uh, relationships he's mm. got. You know, he's a sports media magnet. He yes, knows possibly. people in every sport. Yes, you know, every, every league country. across the world. Um, you know, and there'll be a reason he's chosen to go with the Forty ers Absolutely. You know? um, so you know, the money's there. That's that's being invested in the first team squad. That's that's fairly exciting. You I know. Mean, yeah. I'm coming at this from somebody who's, who's not particularly into NFL. I mean, I, I'm aware of it. I'm aware it's growing. I'm obviously well aware that it's it's hugely popular in the UK now with, with the matches they have at Wembley. I've had friends. I've had friends. I've got friends that, that are big NFL buffs. And um, I've talked to them on occasion about it just because of the size of the sport. It's hard not to be a little bit sort of impressed by it, you know, with the amount of money involved, like you say, the amount Absolutely. of innovation. It's, it's, it's growing as well. And yeah. even for me, when I, when I heard this news, I'm, I'm, I'm aware that San Francisco 49ers are a huge deal over there. And, and it really impressed me when I found out that they were prepared to come over here and put money into the club, have somebody as a permanent board member who's going to be in and around the club, 
let's say a handful of occasions during the year I mean, he's going to be mainly based in the States still but he's still going to be a very active presence in and around the club and it's not just one of these notional sort of announcements that just is a figurehead mm. they've got hard money into this yeah, I mean, they're yeah into that's this, the difference they're into this for, for what we're saying mm. sort of eight figures-ish so it, it really excited me as somebody you know, as I'm sure quite a lot of football fans over here don't know much about the NFL but it, it, did, it did excite me and they are known as a huge deal over there yeah yeah massive and Obviously, they're quite famous here. When American football first came over to these shores, it was the 1980s. Yeah. It was being shown on Channel 4. They were the days of Joe Montana, Jerry Rice and all that. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I think that'll strike a chord with a lot of fans. And, and yeah, it's, it's genuinely exciting news, this, I think. Um, I wonder what we're going to see short term. I mean, the, the big thing that they're trying to hang this on is, is the investment, isn't it, on the yeah, pitch? Yeah. Uh, they've made it very clear at every opportunity that all of this money is going to go into, into the first team product on the pitch exactly yeah this so is, they're really hanging yeah. out on that aren't they exactly yeah this is this is for transfer fees and wages the um, proof will be in the pudding yeah yeah exactly um, I think Andrea and Angus uh, I mean Angus was talking to Talk Sports um, on the day the news came out and he said that um, he and Andrea have never been afraid of trying to push the club forward but they know they've made mistakes along the way the club badge for instance and they've, mm. they've tried to rectify it where they can and you would think that they are slowly learning they can't make throwaway comments like they are doing today and then, yeah. and then not follow up on them. So you, yeah. see, you have to believe that if they're being as strong as they are with their language, that they're going to stick to it. And the sorts of transfer targets we're seeing sort of back that up, don't they? They do, yeah. They seem to um, certainly be... Um, the, the, the players they're going after now, yeah. they're, they're proven championship players. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, they're, it's not potential they're buying. They, they obviously do really want to um, have players that will make a difference mm. next season, that will improve the squad. Um, which is very different from last year. I think last year it was it was you know sort of throwing quite a lot of new players in there. Obviously, Numbers. not a lot of experience in the championship. Yeah. And over the second half of the season, I mean, it, it showed so much, didn't it? You know, mm. there's um, players who you know weren't big, strong, fast enough to uh, to compete in you know the, the Tuesday and then Saturday grind of the championship. Uh, and all these players, obviously, Kyle Bartley's one there. We know he can do it. We've we've seen him do it. Absolutely, Alan Rhodes, yeah. uh, Albert Hernandez. A proven goal scorer in the division. Very good record, yeah. Um, Angus Gunn's another big one that's funny. He's just had a really good season on loan in Norwich and he's very highly rated by Manchester City. So, yeah. you know, if, if they could land, you know, two of those three or, or you know, all, all three of them, uh, I think that's, you know, that's a really good start this summer um, in terms of sort of, you know, shaping the squad. It'll be they'll certainly be a lot better than they would uh, last season. Yeah, and we, we think that that, that's just sort of the tip of the iceberg, isn't it? I mean, from, mm. from, from the noises we're hearing, there's, there's bigger names out there that they're certainly at least interested in. And I think it, it goes without saying, I think after sort of break out of this, this wage cap yeah. uh, that they've discussed in the past with this £15,000 a week limit, I think that is clearly that's going to go out the window if they're going to yeah. get somebody like Hernandez in. So yeah. they are prepared to, to, to invest a bit more money in. Uh, you wrote a really, really interesting opinion piece as well, Joe, um, uh, on the day the news came out about this soft reset uh, mm. about Rajasani's five-year plan, and I think it's becoming clearer and clearer to him the longer he's over here what's required to get out of this division, and, he, and exactly. he, he's very, very keen. Is it's, it's probably a polite way of putting it to get out of this division, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Because he so obviously remember it was, it was a year ago he came in, said I've got this five-year plan. We're going to yeah. get to the playoffs in the year one. We're going to uh, we won't necessarily go up, but we'll will be a better place to charge for the top yeah. two uh, the next season um, and, I, and I think obviously so much has happened in this first year you've just got to chalk it down to a learning experience to a certain extent yeah. he, had, he had a lot of credit in the bank he did, sort yeah. of around you know just before Christmas or whatever they bought back Ellen Road which was you know a really good move and yeah. still is um, you know they had bought invested in things like you know the, the scouting department which was practically non-existent before mm. uh, the academy that had been really neglected um, but as soon as you start losing games people lose sight yeah. of these positives and yeah. 
every uh, negative thing you do does get jumped on you know absolutely yeah. so you know the badge Myanmar Myanmar yeah. um, you know some of the signings not working out it they just they become bigger don't they they've become bigger problems than perhaps they are people people lose sight of it I think the club's aware aren't they as well that um, the results have got to turn around if they're going to start turning the fan base around I mean yeah. it, was, it was a very toxic place at times last season Ellen Road and, and the fans are very quick to let the players know if they're not very happy and clearly, you know, it's, it's been a long time coming, isn't it, promotion for Leeds United fans, and they are very incredibly frustrated. Yeah, when you see seasons mm. like last year, patience runs out very, very quickly, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Um, I, I, but you look how many people still turning up last year at the end of the season. You know, they were still bringing thirty thousand every week, so they got that taste at the start of the season. There was that feel-good vibe, <laughs> that, that you know, top yeah, of the dream. league. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you saw articles appearing on the BBC, long reads about a Leeds United back and everything. And following on from sort of like the feel good factor of the year before with Gary Monk, when again it, they just ran out of steam at the end there. Just goes to show that, you know, it's a cliche about the sleeping giant thing and everything, but it, it's true, you know. Yeah. You, you see how, you know, what would lead, what it would mean for the city as well. Like, this city would be buzzing, you know. Um, oh, enormously. Yeah. yeah. Probably not supposed to talk about Huddersfield uh, on here, <laughs> but um, when I was in Huddersfield the other day visiting our, our friends at the Huddersfield Examiner, um, We've put an interesting piece up this week about uh, have, the yes. delusion of Leeds fans. Yes. You, might, you might want to check that out and, yeah. and let them know your thoughts. <laughs> but, you, but you get there, and then the train stations, we are Premier League, it says there. Everywhere, isn't it? And, it, and it's, yeah. you know, uh, what it's done for a city that size. You know, you, you get, you hear the people in China talking about Huddersfield Town. Um, so it, it, would be, it would be mad, you know, if Leeds go up, and that's, that's what Radriel Razani's seen, you know, and he knows it can be this global brand. And that's what goes back to the 49ers thing. The 49ers see it. Yeah. You think about all yeah. the English clubs that the 49ers would have had the opportunity to, to, to jump into bed with and, exactly, and to yeah. give money to, and they've chosen yeah. Leeds United in the second division. Yeah. So yeah. the brand is there, the contacts Radriel got are clearly there. Mm-hmm. That's bearing fruit now. And as I've just, just said, you know, I mean, yeah. The one thing we now need to see is results on the pitch. Yeah, and, and some, some signings this summer. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in, in terms of signings, we discussed quite a few names there, didn't we? Um, yes, Hernandez, Bartley, and Gunnar, the, the big three, aren't they? That's uh, that sort of the, reportedly linked. The clubhouse leaders at the moment, uh, as it were. Um, it's hard to really sort of argue with any of those. Um, Bartley, yeah, I think. He's had his fitness doubts, but I, I think he's. You know, he'd, he'd be such an improvement on what, what they've got the back Bart, there. Bartley's the one I'd probably want if I could only have one of those three. I think yeah. Bartley's probably the one I'd want. Yeah. Um, I think Hernandez's injury record leaves a lot to be desired. He played ten games in the Championship last season. He's got that South American flavour to him. Is he going to be difficult to manage? Yeah. Is Hecky going to get good results out of him? Hecky's record is is very much sort of focused on on English or British players developing them, um, homegrown talents that are a bit younger than Hernandez. Angus Gunn, I just, I just can't see that one happening at all. I just, don't, I just, I just think that's a sideways move for him. You know, it's he, more from he, their side, you think? He, yeah. He, he had a season at Norwich in mid-table. Um, we're all, we're all hoping that Leeds are going to be a top six side, but based on what Angus Gunn can see, you know, he's got no allegiances mm. to Leeds United. Yeah. He's, he's going to get one to a club that's going to be a bona fide top six contender. A Stoke City jumps exactly. out, especially mm. if Jack Butland goes. If not the Premier League, I mean, in an ideal world, City would love to have one of their their second or third choice keeper at another Premier League club. But if that can't happen, mm. then you think a, a logical step forward from Norwich would, would be a top six, you know, one of the relegated sides. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's it's in City's interest to get in the loan move which develops him the most. Absolutely. Um, Experience of winning a title would be know, nice. And you, and you wonder if he's seen sort of perhaps you know some some of the games where Felix Vidal might have made a mistake this year. How much the crowds on your back? 
you know, yeah. maybe, maybe that'll make you as a goalkeeper. Maybe yeah. it'll break you though, just as easily. He, he seems like he seems like quite a positive um, figure, Angus Gunnar. I've, mm. I've listened to a few bits that he's done and, and read a few bits off the back of the interest that's been reported, and he comes across as up. They'll probably lap that up. He'd probably like the challenge, but I'm just. I think it's yeah, I, I his father would, wouldn't he? I just think he'd enjoy that challenge at yeah. a club that's going to be that's likely to be to be higher up in the division next season. Um, elsewhere, I mean, Oli McBurney is is one that we know Heckingbottom really likes. I think it's obvious Heckingbottom's tried to get him persistently over the last yeah. eighteen months. At it does Barnsley. seem to have gone quiet though. The, the, yes. uh, from a Leeds United point of view, understand McBurney would like to come to Leeds, but it's, it's again the, the, the ball is in Swansea's court, isn't it? And, yeah. and now Swansea's been relegated. It does, regardless of anything else and what people want. It's going to make things more difficult, isn't it? If you're yeah, in the same division, completely. yeah, it does make it a far more political situation when you're dealing with with league rivals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it does. Um, and I think another thing they need to address is the the size of the squad. Yes, it's, it's one yeah. thing getting some players in. You know, I think by all accounts they're going to look to try and get a couple of sort of big these big names in, and then really go to work on on trimming trimming the fat from the squad. Um, I mean, there's there's a fair few be contenders to go, wouldn't there? You know, yeah. you mentioned Vivald earlier. Quite a few, I yeah. cannot see him playing. <laughs> in, well, you, in England again um, you said yourself Joe last summer it was, it was quantity over quality wasn't it Yeah. and, and then now having to, to reverse that and like yeah. you say you look at Viedvald Sabitsky mm. if he's not got one foot out he's nearly got two feet out the door I think he's, he's yeah. very close Hadi Sacco's effectively announced he may be leaving on Instagram mm. um, there's a few others knocking around I mean Wasim Boy hasn't even been on the scene on the bench yeah um, I can't see him getting another look in. I mean, it, the, yeah, the trouble they've got is they're under contract, aren't they? So that yeah. the onus is on is on Leeds. Unless the player is is quite proactive and realises that they want to play whilst they can. If they don't mm. want to sit on a contract, then they'll 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 help to help the process. But if they're players who aren't particularly interested in in, in making the effort to be on a on good contract, if they know they're, they're not going to they're not going to anywhere match that contract, you know, and they've still got a couple of years they're left, sit on it. it's you know, and you can understand why, you know, if, if a team's going to give that contract, yeah. you know, it's your livelihood, isn't it? You know, mm. it's. It's all very good for us to say, oh, you know, they're paid so much money, but at the end of the day, you don't want to take those wage cuts, so do you? So you would, you, would, you would think Vival may go, Lonergan was close to going in January, he so he, he's a possibility, especially if they get somebody of, of, of Angus Gunzilk in. Mm-hmm. Uh, right back, we're probably going to go with Ailing and Coyle, would you think? I'd have thought so, yeah, Coyle showed enough, I think, at Fleetwood to uh, yeah. this season to then certainly a, be the backup. Left back, I mean, you've got, well, by all accounts, Pierce is going to sign on when he comes back from Toulon. Um, Berardi is, is obviously a big fan's favourite and... Yeah, of the, of the priority of, well. the, of the priorities of players to go, you think Berardi's probably a little bit down that list. Yeah, in terms of shipping people, didn't out. do himself any favours with all his suspensions, but no, I think certainly not. Uh, he is a useful player. You can play on both both fullback positions, so I think he's safe. The Bock is one that I'll probably look at. The Bock's an interesting may, one. May get he? another chance. He's um, only been there a few months. Only been there a few months, so it would be very quick to write him off, wouldn't it? But mm. um, he, uh, by all accounts, I think the club are quite keen to to give him a good go next yeah. season. I don't think they're ready to sort of give up on that investment yet. Um, it all much depends on Pontus's World Cup performance, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. If he has a stormer, people will come, come in for him, won't they? We've already Clearly had the likes a, of Southampton, West Ham. They need a defensive leader, don't they? I mean, yeah. ideally, I mean, you'd want Bartley and Janssen. So if Janssen goes, you're going to want yeah. two yeah. Yeah, of, of, of that quality. And you'd have money. You'd have, you know, your five million or whatever you'd get. Yeah. Or probably more for, for Janssen, yeah. I think. Yeah. Cooper's a good bench option. But apart from that, it's, it's kids, isn't it? Then yeah. you've got Paulie O'Connor yeah. next, now that Pennington's gone back. And he had a really promising, uh, promising few games. I thought. Yeah, this I, think, I think I think very much from what we've what we understand that, that O'Connor will, will certainly be a part of the first team squad next year. They're looking to trim it down to sort of around about twenty two players, which mm. includes a few of the kids. You know, the 
Peacock, Farrells, O'Connor, Pierce, yeah. maybe even Shackleton and Edmondson could be included. Yeah, it's going to be a very select group. It is, season. isn't it? Yeah, Edmondson's an interesting one because obviously he's still only sixteen. You, you forget that when you look at him because he's he's an absolute tank, isn't yeah. he? We've we've seen him down at Thorpe Arch, and he's you know the, the set of shoulders on him it's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, certainly bigger than I was when I was sixteen, but, um, but I think he's got a real a real chance of featuring. I don't think he'll be shipped out on loan next year. Um, no. I think you know a few games in the twenty threes, and, and they might have to call on him in when and needed. The bench. Yeah, in and yeah. around the bench. So such interesting. And then obviously, um, I think they need a, a partner for four sure as well. Yes, uh, Vieira is an odd one, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see a lot of him in his breakthrough year, but, but he was very but good. He's, but he set the bar very high, and he's just mm. he's showing his age, I suppose. I mean, he's still a young lad, isn't he? Exactly. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's been catching up with him. But I mean, I, I don't think anyone would would want to see him go. But no, he's too much potential. It's um, you know, sort of getting getting him in the right team where they can aid this development and still call on him when they need him. Yeah. I, th- I think that'll be uh, that'll be pretty important, won't it? People like Union and Kane. It's a tough one, isn't it? He's on the exit list. Would you think? I thought so. I think J. Roy Grot. Yeah, um, I mean Grot again. Still, he's only just turned twenty. Do you salvage it with a loan move? Mm. I think that's probably what to do. Maybe send him back to Holland for, for a year well. or two. Ekuban, it's another one where just hasn't has hasn't, hasn't clicked. Uh, something big needs to change with so him. So many chances season. and yeah, it's just nothing working for him at all. Yeah, his, he, his head is You felt for him because you know he's. Yeah, he runs around a lot. He's a hard <laughs> which, worker. Which is a hard work, you know. You need a cold score, don't exactly, you? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, I, th- I think getting rid of these players is going to be as important as bringing them in. Yeah, and quite right. I think, as I said, I think once we, once we see a, f- uh, a face or two come in, we'll, uh, we'll perhaps see some go. So, I've uh, got all that to look forward to over the, over the next few weeks. Absolutely, um, yeah. Last thing I want to touch on today, Baron, is the manager. It would yeah, be um, absolutely. a miss not really to, to talk about him. Mm. Just won't quite go away that speculation, will it? That he might not start the season here. No, He's it's. Um, I mean, I think. I think throughout the, the end of the season, I mean, the, the, the knee jerkers, as I like to call them, the mm. people who react very quickly to these things. I think they probably would have got rid of him inside ten games. So mm. he saw the season out, got to sixteen matches, only won four matches. Um, you can't really look past. That's a very very poor record, and I think a lot a lot of people were thinking that they may pull the trigger at that stage, if not mm. a little bit early before the end of the season. You then got the Myanmar trip that comes in straight after the end of the season and then you're thinking right send him to Myanmar <laughs> let him see out that trip and then if he was going to go yeah. bring him back draw a line under the season yeah. and then say thanks Paul but no thanks um, but he's, he's continued on and from what we understand he's been there for meetings They've, the list of transfer mm. targets are obviously well in place uh, Heckenbottom has made it clear exactly what he wants who he wants but um, things aren't moving particularly quickly enough and, and from what I've heard he, he's, he's gone away on this holiday now for two weeks um, just to clear his head and just, just, just to leave things be because he, I think he's a bit fed up of the lack of lack of action at the club Yeah. Um, and underlining all that is, is, is this speculation around his future and I think you know some of the people close to, to Paul do, do have some concerns that he may not be there for the first game of the season I think if he's there beyond the 1st of June then the people I've spoken to are fairly confident that'll be it and he'll, he'll get the full the full window but well, we're now we're towards the end of May now, so I'd say the next sort of week yeah. to ten days could be quite important. I think so. Yeah, because um, the other concern is he stays here. Leeds don't get off to the best start. Back you know, it won't take too long for for Ellen Road to turn toxic again, and then you're hiring a new manager just after the window shut. So obviously, the transfer window shuts. I think it's on the seventh uh, or eighth of August this season. It's yeah. it's an early. They've, they've changed the rules there, so. If they, get, if, if they start those first 10 games badly the knives are going to be out exactly yeah and um, you know is it back to square one perhaps <laughs> yeah I mean um, that, that's, that's what that's what Andrea 
has got to weigh up. That's what mm. it's what Angus is employed to do. It's what it's what Victor is employed to do. They're there to sit down to make decisions and to, and to work out which way forward they want to go. I mean, I don't think Andrea has met up uh, with, with Heckenbottom as much as as we all think. I don't think he he knows him particularly closely. I think mm. Paul's got more of a a, repi- uh, uh, a, um, a familiarity um, with Victor and Angus. He deals with them more closely. And yeah, and that's understandable because obviously um, Brad Rosani, you, you look at you know what his other companies are doing, he's, he's a busy man. He's a busy know? man, he's, yeah. Leeds isn't his only concern. Yeah, he's won La Liga rights with uh, with 11 Sports, you know, that, that's the kind of deal that takes a lot of your time, so he, he isn't this sort of hands-on in the office no. every day. So um, my, my point is, he, he has got to be sure that he thinks that Paul is the right bloke, he's got to be getting the right sounds from people that deal with Paul mm. closely, because as you just said, Joe, if, if we get to... To October and they're in a very very poor position. Like you say, they get rid of Heckenbottom and then they've got to wait a few moments before they get to January, which, as everybody knows, is a very difficult month to do business in. Mm. Um, and, and you're almost writing off another season. And you, you get the sense that that is the last thing Andrea wants exactly. to do. You the know. last thing is he, he can afford to do is, is to write off another season. Yeah, because if he is sticking to his original five-year plan, he's, he's nearly halfway. They through have then. to see progress this year. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, yeah. They, I mean, well, even beyond what Gary Monk achieved. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, if they don't see progress this year with Everything they've set up there, like I mentioned before, the scouting department, the academy, the um, you know, the, the the new players, and everything. There's so much more sort of infrastructure there now that it's going to have to start bearing fruits pretty quick, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's he's a very very wealthy man, and I'm sure it's going to it would take it took a significant amount of losses for him to for him to fill the pinch in his yeah. pocket, but. You know, <laughs> these these numbers aren't made up. You know that this is firm cash that Andrea is investing from his own pocket into into his into his business venture. And you know, if we are looking at transfer kitties of eight figures this summer, you know, if we are looking at four or five key signings, which is the number we've heard, and you know, they want to make really strengthen that spine of the team up. If they don't come off, that's that's a big investment that that, that doesn't then pay off. Um, and, and at some point, he, you know, he's a very, very shrewd businessman, and mm. his accountants will be doing the numbers and, and telling him that, that certain things aren't working. And you know, two or three years down the line, who knows where he may be? So I think he's just he's just very keen to get it right, isn't he? Absolutely. As soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. As other fans, as other fans. Um, okay, that's brilliant. Well, uh, as we just discussed there, I think plenty is going to happen over the next couple of weeks. Um, you can check out all the latest news on Leeds-Live.co.uk. Uh, we'll have all the, mu- the news, blogs, opinion, everything on there for you. So stay tuned there. And uh, here's my chat I had now with uh, John Howe. Now on the Leeds 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 podcast, uh, I'm joined by John Howe, who's a, uh, a friend of Leeds Live. He, you can read his stuff every Monday on the website. Uh, he's also a free, freelance author, published author. Um, and he's on, and we're going to discuss John um, at the end, the end of the season. Obviously, it's been been a couple of weeks now, two and a half weeks or so since the season ended. Um, have you recovered from the campaign? Um, yes, uh, good, evening for, good evening first of all. But yeah, it's, um, I've recovered you know, about Christmas time really. I think it wasn't long after after saw the January transfer window that everyone knew that nothing really was going to happen. and It was just a, a long sort of relaxed slide into the end of the season and I think everyone just wanted to get it over with really and uh, sort of damage limitation. But it, it was interesting, you know... Um, when Heckingbottom came in, uh, you know, you always wanted to see some kind of reaction, but it didn't quite happen. But yeah, um, yeah it's just uh, the end of the season couldn't have come quick enough, and everyone's quite happy when it did. I think so. I mean, it's there's the mood around the, the club the last sort of two months. You know, the, the playoffs have been long gone, haven't they? It's yeah. um, 
It was a slog. I'm not sure anyone particularly enjoyed it, did they? No, I mean, Heckingbottom was. I, I, I think I've I, I got a bit of sympathy for him really because I think he was dealt a pretty, pretty bad hand. He, he inherited a team who weren't confident. Everyone knew there was a lot of problems with it. Uh, he had about three or four games to salvage the season, really. Um, and they were really tough games as well. They yeah. had a really bad run of games when he first came in. Lots of suspension problems as well. Didn't yeah, they? exactly. Yeah. And Sayus was missing at the time. Um, for example, and and um, as soon as we didn't win those games, I think the, the team never really recovered from that. The fans certainly didn't, and um, everyone was on a bit of a downer, and he just couldn't really pull it round. And it was it was difficult because he was trying different things, and it was a perfect time to try different things, but nothing really came off, and it was all very disjointed. Is that? Do you think that's a worrying sign for for, for next season? That you know he was trying these things. You know he, he did have this sort of free reign to do that, and, and let's face it, not a lot of it worked. I think it was only it was only four wins, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, you, I mean, you can look at it two ways. I mean, none of them were his players. He, you know, he he hasn't chosen any of those players apart from you could argue the the kids that he brought in, um, you know, from, from the under twenty three. So they're, they're players that are new to him. It was his decision to to, to play them. Everyone else he, he inherited. So. Like I say, I think it was a mental thing, really. Um, I don't think the players are strong enough mentally anyway yeah. under Christensen. I think everyone knew that. Um, but I did expect Heckingbottom to get something out of them. Um, and there were a lot of games early on, like the Derby away game, for example, uh, Reading away game. That they, they, sh- they should have won those games. Yeah. Uh, and with arguably with a bit more mental strength, they, they would have they would have held out on those. And. Um, a couple more away away games, away wins. Sorry, at, at that time would have looked a bit more promising. You know, when you, when you look back on it. So um, I think he was a little bit unlucky, but yeah, th- there was there was a lot of fragility and a lot of issues that weren't addressed, and and he had a long time to address them. To be quite honest, so. you uh, obviously you mentioned the under twenty threes there. Um, mm. I think that's probably one of the the highlights of the season, one of the success stories of uh, of this year. Obviously. Um, the club had been somewhat gutted, hadn't they, at the academy under uh, Chilino and everything. Yeah. There was any sort of lack of structure, um, no, no scouting there. Um, I think if you are looking for positives, and I think like like me, you're, you try to look for the positives. Oh, all the time, so I think, all yeah, the time. I, I try to as well. It's sometimes it's easier than others. Yeah. Um, I think I think there are a few things. Obviously, um, you know, when Andreas come in uh, this year, he's he's brought back Ellen Road. You've got the academy. You've got sort of this improved sort of scouting network. Yeah, that's. We might touch on that in a minute, Victor Orta, whether uh, you know he's everyone's cup of tea. Mm. Um, certainly, an, an improvement in the medical facilities at Thorpe Arch. Like, what what do you think they can hang their hat on this season and sort of and take well, forward to next? Like season? you say, it's the under twenty threes, really, because that that was a stated aim right from the beginning. Um, that you know the, the heart had been ripped out of the academy. We had to do a lot of uh, investment of players um, just to bolster the, the the second string, if you like, and. Um, if I remember rightly, the first few months weren't that great. You know, yeah, they, they, like they didn't get many, many good results at all. Um, but since Christmas, it's turned around, and it's really, really promising. And I think um, if you look at the year one objectives that the Radrizani had, obviously the first team hasn't gone great. Um, but he's ticked a lot of the boxes of what, of what he wanted to do in terms of buying the ground, the infrastructure behind the club, uh, the scouting network, like you say. But the under twenty threes in particular, I, I think there's four or five possibly more players there that you'll see more next season because yeah. they're going to be squad players you know they're, we're not going to buy the Ecubans of this world and, and mm. um, 
you know, get loan players in like Borthwick Jackson, we're going to use yeah. th that second string squad because they've, they've shown that they've, they've, you know, they can perform at a decent level. Some of them have played in the first team. Um, and, and, I, and I think that was always the plan, you know, that was always the plan from that point of view, it has worked. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then obviously, um, he's brought back Ellen Road as well. That's, that's that yeah. was an early win, wasn't it, to get the yeah, fans on board, I, mean, I think. you know, that was a massive credit and, to be honest, a lot of things that have happened since have sort of eroded, gonna say, yeah. eroded that good feeling. But everything's um, um, a lot it, easier, isn't it? When when you're winning, and yeah, <laughs> exactly. Games, yeah, I and, think the negatives um, get bigger, don't they? When you know, when you start people losing. look people look back on that now and think, well, what difference does it make? You know, but it, yeah. it, it, it makes a difference on the bottom line because you're not paying a million pounds. It's, yeah, it's a off your neck, isn't it? And it's just it's just the right thing to do, you know. And it's it, it feels a bit more of a, a wholesome club, you know, within with a bit of infrastructure. So that yeah, that was great, um, and and the general dressing of the ground is, is, is shows shows that he's he's got his, you know, he, he knows what he's doing, and he's you can see what the club needs. It it, it, it needs to celebrate itself a little bit more, mm -hmm. you know. If you used to be able to look at the outside of Ellen Road, you could, it could be any ground, you know, and it, it's got a bit more of an identity now. Um, not that there's anything wrong with it anyway. I think what, what's and all Allen Road is, is it's had is, a charm, doesn't it? To yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. You know, we, we don't want to change it too much, but it, you know what what he has done is is, is nice. So um, th there's there's still a lot of work to do on the ground itself, but um, you know I think there's some of them. I'm sure they they're going to work on a few things um, in the West End and stuff like that. So um, so that 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 work's going to continue, but you know. Um, the first team is obviously what he needs to address. Really. That is, yeah, and obviously he's, he's coming. Um, the owner with a five-year plan as well. Um, yeah. The objective being playoffs, wasn't it this year? That was uh, that was his master plan. Playoffs yeah. this year. Yeah. Hopefully more of a promotion push next year. Yeah. Um, not not gone there. Do you think he's uh, still still going to stick to his five-year plan? Do you think it's something he might sort of reset it, next it, year? It still looks realistic. I mean, I don't get the idea. I don't get the feeling that he's going to be around for a long time. Anyway. Uh, so five years sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's, he's an ambitious guy. He's, he's got his finger in a lot of pies. Uh, Leeds United is just one of his business interests, you know, albeit I'm sure it takes up a lot of his time. Um, but yeah, the five years thing is, still sounds realistic to me. Um, obviously, this summer, we'll, by the end of this summer, we'll get a, bit, a lot more idea. You know, there's, there's mooted investment coming in. Um, so he's talked a lot about the... the, the, the the, the way that Wolves have, have uh, used their business model, so you know it's it's fair to, for fans to assume that there's going to be big things happening this summer. Um, and he's a creative guy when money's concerned, so mm -hmm. I, I think he'll, he'll he'll pull a few rabbits out of the hat. And it's, it's obvious that they underestimated what they needed to do this time last year. Uh, they've made a few mistakes, and I don't think they're, they're, they're daft enough not to learn from them. Let's hope so. Um, what I mean, what do you think needs to happen this summer in terms of the playing squad? Where if, if you're the you know the, the purse holder, where, where are you where are you throwing the money this summer? Where, where are you going to target? It's really the spine of the side. Um, I mean, you you wouldn't say we're strong in any department, really, yeah. apart from maybe right back. <laughs> That's about it. But, yeah. you know. And that was one of the first players Leeds were linked with was uh, Yeadom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, there's talk today about Sam Byron. And it's, I, I, I love Sam Byron back at the club, but I don't think we just we, don't need we him. Just don't yeah. need him. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, we need. A, I think we still need a decent keeper. Much as I like Peacock Farrell, I think we need an experienced keeper. Um, I think we need a centre half like Carl Bartley. I think yeah. I think we need a, another good, strong midfielder who likes to get about the pitch and 
um, has got the right mentality and I think we need a couple of strikers so um, <clears throat> I think you could argue in terms of wide players we've possibly got enough with uh, Alioski that's probably the, the deepest part of the squad isn't yeah, it yeah um, I wouldn't say they're ideal but there's always room for improvement but I think I think one thing we missed all last season was a decent striker you know when, when you've got that yeah. outlet up front um, it makes a hell of a difference because a lot of games where the approach where it was was pretty decent, but there's just nothing up front. Just you know, nothing to put it away. And Abel Hernandez, he's been he's been yeah. quite strongly linked. I know the the club are trying to make that happen, aren't they? Mm. Um, with uh, with Victor Orta, obviously he's he's been a bit of a uh, you know a boo boy this year. He's he's, mm. had, he's had a lot of critics, hasn't he? Um, do you reckon the chan- uh, the January transfers? Obviously, Adam Forshaw was probably one of the best signings Leeds made yeah. over, over the two windows. Yeah. Do you think that shows that he's starting to get it right? Because obviously he's, he's come in in the summer, not a lot of time really to plan for last summer's window. Yeah. Do you think the fans maybe have been a bit too quick to jump on his back and, and criticise him? Possibly, yeah. And, and, and again, I think um, they've, they've talked about this summer looking more at the, the, the home-based market mm-hmm. uh, and you know being linked with Bartley and Hernandez suggests that, that that's going to be the case. Um and, and, and again, that was probably always the plan. You know, I think last year they had to bolster the squad. Um, they had a certain budget. They had a certain amount of players that they wanted to get in. So, you know, they, they were going to have to bargain hunt. And some came off, some didn't. Uh, quite a lot didn't. You know, there's no hiding yeah, from that. Yeah, but, exactly. but yeah, like you say, for sure, in in in, um, in January was was a good signing. Um, De Bock, I'm not sure about. I think he's been written off a, bit, a little bit too soon, but. It just psychologically damaged or, or yeah, and leads of a habit of doing whether, players, whether, whether we'll see him again I don't know um, <laughs> but because you've got Tom Pierce coming through there so maybe yeah, it's not exactly. the priority so it, it I was don't, in January I, yeah I don't know if we'll be looking at left back to be honest I think we could possibly get away with them too yeah, uh, if yeah. you consider Berardi still about Berardi's well. left footed he can, he can go back there especially um, you've got Coyle coming in, in, in emergencies yeah. yeah so um so fullback wise I think we're pretty well sorted but, but yeah um, going back to the point I think you know Recruitment's only as good as the budget you're given, um, and if he was given X amount of money to get X amount of players, could he have done any better? I don't yeah. know. Uh, it's hard to say, really. Um, but certainly now, I think we we need. Uh, if we've got a similar budget this year, we don't need as many players. We've got maybe you know you've got say twenty million, for example. You maybe only need five players tops. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you're looking at. Immediately, you've got a better quality of player, um, and I think that's what we need more. It's more fine tuning than roots and all. Yeah, um, I think the, the wage yeah. the wage cap might have to might have to go this summer. As yeah, well, I, I think, think so. Yeah, I, th- I think, and again, maybe they've, they've looked. At it. I mean, it's not hard to to see what works in this division, you know. Yeah, Everybody, you, the figures are out there. You can mm. you can sit and analyse it all day long, and it's in you know fifteen grand a week ceiling is, is not going to get you promoted yeah only um, very special circumstances <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. you know once every 10 years uh, unless yeah. the City winning the title type thing I think yeah, isn't it but yeah, yeah. so that's the problem as well it's the the way the championship's such an uneven playing field you know you, the three teams who are coming down they, they all banked 100 million last year from the Premier League you've yeah. got if Aston Villa don't win the playoff final they'll get another 40 million parachute payment next yeah. year you know but then, then have they already spent that you know I think it's the same it's with the Middlesbrough gamble. you know mm. Middlesbrough I think will be in real trouble now and Derby as well yeah you know, Derby especially I think I their mean, payments Derby haven't even got pay- yeah. parachute payments but Middlesbrough yeah they'll get parachute payments but they've already spent it yeah. you know so yeah. um, I don't think they'll be challenging again like they have yeah. this season so. 
So what do you think then next season? Is is the top six realistic by getting back on? It's on track really hard to say now. I mean, it, you know, we're only a week and a half into mm. pre-season, and um, it's uh, you know, if if we land the sort of names that we've been linked with, yeah, um, and I won't mention Santi Cazorla. I don't think I don't think that's the best one. No, I think that's <laughs> a, bit, it's a bit of dream work yeah. going on there. But, uh, but people like Abel Hernandez and, and Kyle Bartley. Um, Angus Gunn, yeah, I'd settle for that. I think yeah. I think that would be decent. Um, you know, if, if that's the caliber of people we're looking at, then yeah, it, it, it is realistic. Um, I don't know what the plan is at all with the head coach. To be honest, if, if Heckenbottom's going to, that was the next you know, one to talk if, about. If they're going to keep faith with him or not. I mean, uh, again, the landscape's changed a hell of a lot, and, and Vadrizani since Vadrizani appointed him. You know, not a lot's gone right on and mm. off the field. You know, mm. there's a bad situation, and um, and obviously the, the controversy of the Myanmar trip, and he can't afford to get much more wrong. You know, and he might yeah. be thinking, I need a bit more of a sure bet here. You know, mm. um, shall I cut my losses? And, and you know, he's mentioned Ranieri before, and Ranieri is available. So, you know, so I suppose you don't want to be in that season, that point at the start of next season. You lose, you know, your first. A few of your first few games, whatever, and then yeah. you know the fans are just going to be so on his back, aren't they? Yeah, he's, I mean he's got I, no rope left, does he? That's it. That's, that's, that's I've got some sympathy with Hacking mm. Bottom, and you know I think he has got some good attributes, but you, you can see a situation where October time, you know, a couple of dodgy results, it's you know yeah. the crowd is going to be on his back, and 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 Vadrizani might buckle under the pressure, and that's that's another wasted summer in a way. Mm. So you know, more and more, I'm coming around to the idea where. You know, if there is a surefire name available like Vanieri or someone like that, mm. um, it might be the time to go for it. And, and Radrizani might be thinking that because he's thinking, I, you know, I can't afford to gamble again, basically. Yeah, yeah, running out uh, of time. Yep. But assumedly, if it is going to happen, it's going to be in the next week or two, you'd have thought, rather than yeah. getting too far down the line. Yeah, so. definitely, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are on holiday at the minute. And, yeah. But, uh, you know, it sounds Pe- like... Peckerbot himself thinks on holiday. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, he's and, in Greece. Um, you know, <laughs> that might become an extended holiday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But okay, well, yeah, we're we're set for a busy summer, I think. So, yeah, um, yep, I'm sure we'll speak to you again before the, before the summer's out, before the season starts. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, cheers for coming on, John. Thank Pleasure. you very much. Thank you very much. Cheers.